Nicholas Hadley is here to talk about his new book, Game Show Confidential, and give us his spin on our LGBTQ issues. Hi, Bose. Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having me on your show. Tell us about your new book, Game Show Confidential. Well, it's sort of everything you never knew you wanted to find out or ask about game shows, uh, including how they work, the behind the scenes, what really the hosts were like, uh, the scandals, the rigged shows, um, the censorship problems, the, the crazy, funny things, outrageous things that happen. Uh, I had no idea until I started researching it. And we go back to the very beginning of television when game shows were there, because they've always been popular, and now during COVID, they're more popular than ever. Betty White said, game shows are TV's feel-good genre, and that's very true. What was your inspiration for writing it? Well, I had no idea I'd ever do such a book. It's just that I was asked to do a biography of Alex Trebek. I had been on Jeopardy in one, and that's one reason I was asked, but I declined. This was right after his terminal cancer was made public knowledge. Uh, he did his own memoirs. But then I thought, well, how about a book, though, on different game show hosts? And then, of course, that evolved into focusing more on the game shows because something like Match Game or Let's Make a Deal, they had various incarnations and different hosts over the decades. So it's all in there. It's just amazing. Uh, for example, in 1954, the FCC tried to ban game shows, but the Supreme Court upheld the right to exist. And then four years later came the rigging scandals. There had been no rules whatsoever about how to run game shows honestly because it was assumed they would always be run honestly. And, of course, that did not happen. What would you hope to accomplish with this book? Well, I think it's just a very fun, interesting book. You don't have to be a big game show buff. I'm not. Uh, like most people, we all have certain game shows we like that we grew up with or we still watch. Uh, but in general, I found out with so much material to choose from all the interesting things. For example, uh, James Dean, before he was famous, was a stunt tester on Beat the Clock. He got hired, and then he got fired because he did his job too well. Or that Patty Duke, as a child actress before The Miracle Worker, uh, had been on the $64,000 question, and then during the rigging scandal, she testified before Congress, and at first she upheld the lie that the shows were not rigged, but she soon broke down in tears, uh, saying that the adults had coached her to lie, and there were just so many things one found out. An actual serial killer got on the dating game, and he won, but the quote-unquote bachelorette uh, wisely refused to go on a date with him. She said he was giving off a very strange vibe. And after the show, he again murdered another woman. Just so many things. It's unbelievable. It's a page-turner, I would say. I had no idea it could be so interesting. And the research was fascinating. And I think people will come away just with a huge new knowledge of and interest in the game show world, because it is a whole world. What do you hope to accomplish with your work? Well, again, the basic thing is looking behind the scenes. The thing about show business is what you are shown is what you are shown. It's not necessarily the reality. And that's one thing about Game Show Confidential. You look behind the scenes, how things were run and how they were misrun, what really went on. Uh, in other words, there's the facade and then there's the reality. And this is especially relevant for 
GLBTQ people because, again, there is the propaganda, there is the official version, and then there's the truth. And the truth is so much more interesting than the fiction. This is my 29th book. All of my books have been nonfiction. Uh, when I read, I read mostly nonfiction because to me, the reality present and past, and we learn so much from the past, is more interesting in general than fiction, the novels, which are basically things that never happened, happening to people that never existed. Now, that can be fun, but I think nonfiction gives you so much more as a reader. What would you like to see happen for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden-Harris administration, especially with all of these uh, anti-LGBTQ bills out there across the country? The main thing is to keep them in office, because even though it won't be Trump, finally, thank goodness, again, the Republicans have just become about nothing but bigotry and being obstructive and just opposing anything, especially people's rights. And the amazing thing is when average people, non-millionaires, vote against their own rights because they're voting out of ignorance or fear or for their biases, for their bigotry, because they are appealed to in very cunning ways by the majority of Republicans who, as you say, all the anti-gay bills, over 300 of them pending, at least we have gay marriage, but it is important to speak up and not just to vote against the bigots, but to tell our friends and relatives who aren't gay, uh, you know, if you really support us and if you really care, do not vote for the extreme right-wingers who control the Republican Party now. With LGBTQ teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying incidents, what advice would you have for these kids, especially in these challenging times? The main thing is to believe in yourself. Don't believe that the bigots are right. You know, so much of this is an individual thing. I was very lucky that my father was a history professor, and I knew through history there were great gay people. Alexander the Great, uh, Julius Caesar was bisexual, on and on. Who knows about Queen Elizabeth I, the Virgin Queen? Uh, I never felt that being gay was wrong. I knew at the time that you had to hide it because to get along in the bigoted world. But the thing is, these kids are right. They have the right to be themselves. But, of course, you have to also protect yourself. And I'm working on a book about suicide, and there will be a chapter about gay teens, gay suicide. And it's just a shame. Don't give up and don't give in. Don't feel ashamed. I mean, what is shame? You know, it does take time as we're growing up to get over shame. But shame is something nobody needs for being different. And being different <laughs> doesn't mean being worse. Very often, I think, it means being better. How can people get information about Game Show Confidential? Well, this book is available wherever books are sold, online and in actual bookstores, which fortunately are seeing a resurgence of sorts. And uh, remember, too, that public libraries are funded by the public, and we are part of the public, and most libraries do underrepresent gay and lesbian topics. So feel free to recommend any book, uh, especially gay-themed books. Now, this book is not primarily gay-themed. After all, it is game show confidential, but it is very gay-inclusive, as all my books are gay-inclusive, including my two animal-themed books. Uh, but wherever books are, you'll find Game Show Confidential. And again, libraries. And feel free when they buy 
anti-gay books from, you know, far-right extremists and preachers, politicians, to protest that, and uh, again, to recommend at least that they buy gay-positive books as well. What other projects are you working on? The main one is about suicide, and this goes back to, like, Cleopatra, who supposedly suicided with the ass when Rome conquered Egypt, but also, uh, and most of them are, they're all celebrities, uh, but it's not all showbiz. For example, Fidel Castro's eldest son, Fidel Castro Jr., uh, he was forbidden to leave Cuba, but by choosing suicide, he left Cuba. Uh, all the people, Kurt Cobain, uh, Marilyn Monroe, supposedly, there's a chapter on suicides that were not suicides, like Marilyn Monroe. As far as we can know, it was not suicide nor murder. I've done two books on Marilyn Monroe. Um, and it's about the whole syndrome of suicide, the different kinds, why people do it, why they then don't do it. Uh, the amazing fact that for every actual suicide, there are dozens of people who tried it. In this country, there are at least five million people who have tried suicide and fortunately survived. And again, a chapter on gay suicides, lesbian suicides, um, literary suicides, political suicides. It's a fascinating topic. We all know more or less someone who, as the old term went, committed suicide, uh, which used to be an actual crime. People who survived doing it in England hundreds of years ago were then punished very severely and very inhumanely. But it is a huge subject, uh, again, about which most people, including myself, before the research, uh, knew little about. But again, it's the whole world of uh, suicide. And even though it's a morbid subject, it's very illuminating. And again, most of the famous people, including Hollywood figures. And again, very gay inclusive. Is there a question you wish people would ask you? You know, one question I've been asked is because I was on Jeopardy, weren't you nervous? There is no time to be nervous once that thing starts. It goes zip, zip, zip. There are no breaks of any kind. Of course, no ads. And then finally, it's final Jeopardy. And that's where you have to choose how much money will I bet so that I don't come in last, but I might win, that kind of thing. Uh, that's one. And uh, there is a chapter on Jeopardy, which people forget that before Alex Trebek, for a very long time, it was hosted by Art Fleming. Uh, the fact that Merv Griffin's wife, Merv Griffin, was closeted gay and very much a right-wing supporter, uh, but she is the one who came up with the whole concept for Jeopardy. And then about why I declined to do the book on Alex Trebek, uh, partly because three times before I was on Jeopardy, uh, he made on-air needless anti-gay comments, which, as I say in the book, is three times too many. Uh, I have sidebars, the 24 chapters, uh, on one of the sidebars is titled File Under Bigotry, and it calls out the misogyny, the racism, and the homophobia of such hosts as Pat Zajac, uh, Chuck Woolery, Bob Eubanks, and Steve Harvey. These things are pointed out, and when people ask me, what is Game Show Confidential about? Well, you really have to look into the book to see, and, uh, and people have told me, I looked into it, and I couldn't stop reading it. So one thing led to another, or they look up their favorite show or their favorite host, and they find out all these things. There's a chapter on four game show hosts who died very unexpectedly, prematurely, and dramatically in different ways. Airplane crashes, jogging in Central Park, suicide, 
It's always interesting to be asked about the latest book and the next project, but especially the latest book. But one thing that people forget is that when your book comes out, it's been about a year since you stopped working on it. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra to get you through these difficult times? Well, you know, ever since COVID happened, one thing one keeps reading and also thinking is, this too shall pass. And, of course, COVID is not quite the killer now that it was before. If you're vaccinated and you get it, in in a week or two, you will almost certainly survive. I know dozens, literally, of librarians. They work right in the midst of people who have gotten COVID. And, uh, fortunately, they were vaccinated. They survived. The only two people I know of who died did not get the vaccine. And it's interesting you mentioned the word mantra, because I am a Buddhist since long ago, age 10, but I do not chant. Uh, But the main thing is just to look on the positive side, because even with all the anti-gay action that Republicans are attempting, we do have gay marriage, and that alone is a huge thing. I mean, when I was growing up, that was inconceivable. And again, talking about history, and younger gay people should read about it. Just look at what things were like, not only in the 1950s, but the 60s, the 70s, when things were changing, but still very bad for gay people. And around the world today, uh, for example, in Islamic countries, and I can say that, I happen to be born in an Islamic country. My father was a professor there. So much of the world, women and gays are in awful positions, their lives. And just compared to what we have uh, in Western Europe and Australia and so on, we're very lucky. There is far to go, though, and we have to, you know, speak up because we're really the only minority that has to speak up for ourselves because almost no one else will. So it's important to be positive but also to be active.